0: I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast, and I hope you will take advantage of everything that we offer. Be sure to subscribe to this twice a week podcast. I'd also suggest visiting our website where you can sign up for our newsletter. You can listen to the 10 minute body scan meditation and check out the group and one-on-one coaching options along with the resources and more information on anxiety. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out today. In today's episode, I want to answer a question from Cece. Cece had a question that was sent in on the speak pipe, and so we'll play that question and then we'll get to answering it.
1: Hi, Gina. I just listened to your Solitude podcast and um, I found it really interesting. When I was first listening to it, I thought by Solitude you meant isolation in a negative sense, but it was really interesting to hear it in a more positive way. And that we need to be by ourselves sometimes but because of my anxiety and my low mood I I isolate myself a lot and it's really really hard for me to pluck up the courage or the motivation to go out and do anything because of that because of my anxiety and low mood is there anything that you can tell me about isolation and how to manage that and um how to sort of live with that discomfort of the uncertainty of not knowing what's going to happen if I go outside. Um sort of, if you have any opinion on it, I'd really like to hear.
0: Thank you. So, Cece's asking about isolation, about um, and about uncertainty, uncertainty of w- of what's going to happen if I go outside. Now, and uh, ins- uncertainty can come in many different forms in our mind. So uh, one of them is what she's dealing with of what's going to happen if I go outside. Another one can be what, what if anything. What if is, that is the issue, right? The what if the wondering, the uncertainty. I don't know what's going to happen. And so she is isolating. And uh, so we want to remember that there is a difference. As we talked about in the last podcast, we talked about solitude, right? Positive solitude. But uh, isolating is different. There's nothing positive happening there. It's self-protection and it's all out of fear. So this Isolation again is a part of fear, which is very different from the solitude that we were talking about last week, the positive solitude, which is voluntary. It's something we desire to go and do. We can also look at it as how we are running this through our mind is what's making the difference. Am I uh, isolating? And if I'm isolating, I look at that as coming out of fear. I am doing this to protect myself. And why do I have to protect myself? Because I am afraid of something happening to me. So they're very different and it can be how we're looking at it or it can be something that's coming from us uh, from outside of us, something external. So it's a personal choice often how we are going to be looking at what we're doing. Personal choice, even a yearning uh, to be with ourselves doesn't have to be isolating. It can be solitude. It can be like we talked about the positive solitude. Whereas isolation is really marked and uh, defined by a loneliness and negative feelings. That's when we feel isolated because we feel lonely. And we are looking at our solitude or our being alone as a negative thing. That would make it lonely versus just being alone. It is an attitude that's happening there often. There also can be, again, fear involved, and that would make it isolating, keeping ourselves from doing something because we are afraid. Cece's feeling the fear of uncertainty of the outside world and has isolated herself as a result this is not a desire to be alone, but being alone is a result of the fear of the outside world. The fear of uncertainty has trapped our listener in a situation that feeds her uncertainty and keeps the cycle of fear, adrenaline, fear going. And what happens is that that people like CC, there are many people out there that are trapped in their homes, sometimes for a short time, sometimes for a long time. It happens. It's the cycle. The fear, adrenaline, fear cycle is unrelenting, and they can't get enough space, enough break in that cycle to be able to take a step forward. We all live in uncertainty. So CC. I want you to see you are not alone in this. What happens is some of us think that we can make things more predictable and uh, more smooth. And if we can make them predictable and smooth, we can deal with life better. We get this idea that if I can keep it smooth and predictable, all will be well. I had this for sure. Everything from going on vacation to over planning, over packing, that was my way of trying to make things smooth, trying to make everything predictable so that I thought I could handle everything better. Unfortunately, just the opposite happens to us. We tend to make more demands on certainty and And over time, that makes our lives smaller and smaller because we want to have more certainty. And when we get it, we want more certainty. And so you can see this is shrinking down our world. It's making it smaller and smaller with each attempt to control and to make smooth. We are only shrinking our lives. It feels good in the moment. And that's where the trap is, because it does relieve our anxiety for a moment, just as in checking. When people have leaning toward OCD or have OCD behaviors, they are just checking to relieve the anxiety, which it relieves it for the moment what happens is then you need to check again. It's never enough. And the same thing with uncertainty. As soon as we do enough to relieve it for the moment, the next time we're going to need more. We're going to need, um, more planning or a, a smaller circle. If you were only stay in your neighborhood, then the next thing you'll only stay on your block. Next thing you'll only stay in your house. And you know, it often happens with people with anxiety who are only staying in their bedroom. And so it happens until they have the panic attack there and they realize there's nowhere left to go. I surrender and things start to break open. But don't wait for that. Don't wait until you're trapped. See if you can identify this kind of behavior in yourself, because I know that CC is working on this. So keep seeing if you have uncertainty or what ifs, and you are making your world smaller and smaller. What we do need to do is to learn to get more comfortable with uncertainty You've heard me talk about this before, because this is a way out, being comfortable with what is, being comfortable with what will be, with the uncertainty of what will be. We can practice this by first trusting our inner wisdom using our wise mind. We all have this, but we throw it away when we start paying all of our attention to anxiety, to the what ifs, instead of trusting our inner wisdom and calling up our wise mind. You can write down what you want to do. For example, for Cece, I want to go outside. Write down what your anxious mind is telling you, and then also write down what your wise mind says. See the difference in how they are speaking to you. Both of those are inside you, and you get to choose which one you want to follow. Secondly, you can start small and build on each success. For an example, you can take a trip to the end of the driveway every day. And then at the end of the week, you can expand to the end of the block. You can make this faster, of course, if you would like, but you can go slow in the beginning to get your confidence up. The point is to build on each success. Let your mind and body adjust to some of the new and different Things that you're able to do and get used to the feelings and the thoughts that come up around this and the emotions that might come up around this. So keep it small and doable. And then expand as you can, making sure that you don't stay put for too long. If you are feeling too comfortable, you might just not want to go any further. So don't worry. You won't always need to take these tiny steps. It's it's um, it's um kind of uh, a judgment call in the beginning. Oh, should I go further or should I stay the same? Go further if there's a question go a little bit further and see how it works out. Just get used to that a couple times, maybe not a full seven days. Maybe you only need four days or two days, but do do something. Keep it going. Write this in your journal also so you can know that you are making progress and that you are actually working on this instead of sitting home, wringing our hands and fretting over it just knowing that we took some action will really feed the soul. This will all become natural and even enjoyable after you get going on it. Once you begin to calm your nervous system and knowing that I took a leap of faith, I went to the end of the driveway and I didn't die. I was okay. Then you know you can do it again, and do it again, and then you can go further. Just know that eventually this does become natural and even enjoyable. And thirdly, remember that you have a calm and peaceful oasis right inside you. Cece, you have this inside you right now, just as each and every one of us do. We all have this place. We just forgot how to go there because we haven't been going there. One of the gifts of meditation over time is that we remember our way back to this oasis, to this calm and even center that's inside each and every one of us. So when we go there on a daily basis through our meditation, just making the attempt to go there, we begin to be able to follow the breadcrumbs back to this place when life is stressful, when we're trying to expand and go a little bit further, trying to do something that is unpredictable and that we don't have any certainty about it. Then we can check in and go to our oasis for a quick breath and know that, okay, this is always here for me. I can always come back to this peaceful oasis that is inside me. I don't need to have control of the whole world outside of me. I don't need to know everything that's going to happen. I can handle uncertainty because I have the calm, peaceful oasis inside me. I have already what I need. And remember, we get there through practice. We build our map back to our oasis that we have naturally through our meditation practice, through our time alone, where we can actually feel what is inside of us and have just a taste of it eventually remember we remember how to get there much more easily and fourth, finally, when we are frightened by uncertainty, we often feel alone and we feel like we are broken um or we're really different or odd ah, this can't work for me I'm an outlier, everybody else can do this, but I can't I'm different so When we are frightened by uncertainty and feel that different and alone, we want to remember we are not. We all experience uncertainty, not just you, not just Cece. We all experience uncertainty, and it is another reason for us to remember our common humanity. This happens to all of us, and so we can put ourselves right there in the middle with everybody else and understand that other people feel uncertainty just as we do. And they go forward. Maybe they're not feeling it quite as strongly as you are when you are anxious or when you are having a lot of stress in your life, which heightens all of the negative feelings in us. But they have been there too. They have worked it out. Many people are doing bold and brave things, looks like on the outside, and they have had to deal with their uncertainty on the inside. They have had to call up their wise mind and visit their own peaceful calm oasis in order to catch their breath and go on. So you are not alone. This is all part of being human. It never goes away. Uncertainty is just a part of life. None of us knows what tomorrow will bring. None of us. And so we all have to go forward bravely with courage and with the knowingness that we are not alone in feeling this way. Work in small doable steps and go over time. You're going to be surprised just how far you can go. You really can make progress when you just go a little bit at a time. Just keep going forward. Don't think that you have to do this all in one fell swoop. That doesn't work. There can be jolting feelings that come up if you try to bite off too much. So go slow. Take small steps like I said earlier, you will not have to take small steps forever. The more you build your confidence, the more you can break that cycle of the fear, adrenaline, fear loop. Once you can break that and have a moment to be able to not feel the adrenaline surging and make a step forward, that will get bigger and bigger, that amount of space. And so that you eventually really break that cycle and that fear doesn't automatically set off that cascade of, uh, of hormones into fight or flight. We can learn how to not have to go to fight or flight over little tiny things it's just that when we've been in the anxious state for so long the fear adrenaline fear cycle is is set off hair trigger it just happens really quickly even without a conscious thought so don't worry that won't be forever so keep working on it work in small doable steps and over time you will be surprised how far you can go and then you can actually enjoy your time alone as solitude not as isolation. I hope this has been helpful for you. And I appreciate that CC sent a question in. If you would like to send a question in, you can send it via email, anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com, or you can send a speak pipe by going to our website, anxietycoachespodcast.com and using the speak pipe microphone on the right hand side, just click the link. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to put out a personal invitation to those of you who would like to take your healing and your clearing of your anxiety panic to another level. If you are not someone who wants to join a group coaching program, you may be interested in joining in with me on coaching one on one. You can learn more about that at the website, anxietycoachespodcast.com and go to the one-on-one coaching page. Feel free to send me an email, anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com with coaching in the subject, and I'll be sure to get back with you and we'll take it from there. No need to have this drag on forever. And now for today's quote. Language has created the word loneliness to express the pain of being alone. And it has created the word solitude to express the glory of being alone. And that's from Paul Tillich. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha.